Today's reading from Acts tells how Paul and Silas had been travelling through the area of Phrygia and Galatia when Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia in northern Greece pleading with him to go there to help them. Paul and Silas left immediately as they concluded that God was calling them to preach the good news there. Because there wasn't a synagogue in Philippi, they discovered that the Jews gathered to pray by a river just outside the town, so they set off there to join them. It turned out that it was a group of mostly women, one of whom was Lydia, who lived in Thyatira. She was a Gentile who had come to recognise that Judaism offered something that was spiritually attractive to her. Lydia was a wealthy businesswoman who dyed and sold high-quality purple cloth. Each day she would go to the riverside to meet with other women for prayer and other Jewish dyes. Although Lydia was not a Christian, she had a hunger for a deeper spiritual experience, so listened intently to Paul's teaching. Luke tells the story of Lydia's conversion very simply. The Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying, and she and her household were baptised. Lydia was Paul's first European convert. She continued with her business, and much of her profit was used to aid the work of the Gospel. She also offered hospitality to missionaries and cared for Paul and Silas when bruised and battered they were released from prison. In the verse just prior to the beginning of our Gospel reading, Jesus is asked a question by one of the disciples. Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? It's a question which highlights the difference between the followers of Jesus and the world, those who live their lives as if God doesn't exist. Today's Gospel reading follows on from that question and is Jesus' answer to it. All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is from the Father who sent me. What is the most important thing in the world? Any ideas? Love. love. Yes, definitely love. And in chapter 13 of John's Gospel, Jesus gives his disciples a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. You, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So for John, love is the basis of everything. And obedience to God is the only proof of love. It was by his obedience that Jesus showed his love of God and it's by our obedience that we must show our love for Jesus. I'm really struggling with the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. I'm not sure why this war has impacted on me so much more than other conflicts around the world, like Afghanistan, for instance. Maybe it's because I've travelled around Europe and walked in the footsteps of people who are just like me ordinary mums and dads, 
grandmothers and grandfathers, children and young people. I've been struggling too with Jesus' command to love one another in the context of the war in Ukraine. What's happening in Ukraine is evil in my mind. But then I ask myself the question, how do we deal with what's happening there and with people like Putin in relation to Jesus' command to love even our enemies? Matthew 5, 43-44 says, You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. One of the commentaries I read says, No evil person can ever receive the revelation of God. Such a person can be used by God, but can't have fellowship with God. It is only those who are looking for God that God reveals God's self. And it is only to those who, despite failure, are reaching up that God reaches down. Fellowship with God and the revelation of God are dependent on love and love is dependent on obedience. The more we love God, the more we understand Him, and those who walk in His way inevitably walk with Him. I found that comment helpful, and it reminded me of a time that I was struggling to love someone. I realised that I could love them as a child of God, but not like their actions. Those who do not love Jesus will not keep His word, will not obey his commandments and will not love one another. It's not my place or anyone else's to judge or condemn Putin and those who collaborate with him. That is for God to do and only God. If we do not have love, compassion and mercy in our hearts, then we're not keeping Jesus' word or obeying his commandment to love one another. The best and only thing we can do is to place this situation in Jesus' hands and pray fervently for peace and for God to touch the hearts and minds of all involved. John Shay, his commentary on today's Gospel reading says this, When Jesus leaves his disciples peace, he's leaving them both the revelation of the non-abandoning love of God and the task of restoring peace on the war-torn earth. These two dimensions of peace are intimately related. As the Beatitude says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. There is the peace that the world gives through actions, the actions of people, the peace which comes from the avoidance of trouble and with escape from conflict. But only God can give us the gift of peace that can never be taken from us, a peace that is independent of external circumstances. Jesus reminds his disciples that he's going back to his Father, but assures them that God will send an advocate, a helper to them, in the form of the Holy Spirit, who will teach them everything and remind them of everything he has told them. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. <coughs> Holy Spirit, we thank you for being our advocate and counsellor. Forgive us for the times we reject your counsel and go our own way. 
Teach us to listen for your voice and help us to obey it, for you always direct us in the Father's will. Amen. And now I'm going to light a candle for you praying. Eternal Creator, you have made us in your image. Though we often obscure it, you have made us stewards. You have made us stewards of the earth and guardians of one another. Give the people of Ukraine protection, strength, and assurance. Give us the courage to support and defend our Ukrainian brothers and sisters, and give world leaders wisdom, compassion, and resolution in their decisions. In this crisis, remind us again of the need to always strive for peace, that the people of Ukraine may once again know peace and justice, and that all your children may know the perfect freedom found in serving one another. Amen. Amen.